Amen. I love to hear people talking and see people fellowshipping. It's, that's my, it's one of my favorite things to do is to hang out with people. I am a strong extrovert. I get a capital E on that chart. So I never want to like kill conversations that are going on, but we got to get started this morning. Um, if you guys want to be able to make it to your car before you melt. So, hey, uh, this morning, <clears throat> I really want to ask a few, hopefully a few tough questions um, for you this morning, and I, and I, and I hope as, as I prepared this message this past week, um, God really spoke to me and, and used this passage to, uh, to really just open my heart to see some fear that I deal with and anxiety. Um, and so this morning, I want to ask you a question, and I know the answer, you, you all have an answer, but I want to ask you to get you thinking. So can you think of a time when you've been afraid? And I've asked this before when I preach, so I'm going to ask you again, can you think of a time, I want you to think of a time when you've been afraid, when you've been fearful of something. Like, and I don't mean just like, man, am I going to like, am I going to be late for class? I don't, I don't mean that. I mean like, I want my mommy afraid. You know what I'm talking about? Anybody, anybody feel me on that? Like, I want my mommy thing. All right, here we go. It's few, just a few people. Okay, so... What I want you to do real quick is, if you got a piece of paper, there's, there's stuff around you. We, I don't, you know, we don't want to be wasteful, but there are things around you that you can write on. I want, you to, I want you to name your fear today. I want you to write down what you're afraid of. And I know some of you are saying, well, but I'm not afraid of anything right now. Like, I'm not, you know, I spend my day. Me and my wife had this conversation. We don't spend, I don't spend my days necessarily afraid of things, right? I don't walk around in fear a lot of the times, but... There are things that I am afraid of. So I want you to write that down. I want you, if you've got something, one word, a sentence, whatever, because you're going to need it as we go on, you're going to want to know. And, and, and I'm hoping as, we, as you write that down and I progress through the, through the word of God today, I'm hoping that that kind, of, that kind of shapes and molds and changes so you can get laser sharp focused on what it is you're struggling with. What about when you're, think about being so scared you thought you were going to die. Anybody have a, a near death experience in here or something that just, yeah. Raise your hand. You're good. You can, this is interactive. Interactive this morning. Raise your hand. Okay, so I remember one time with me, I was in a third world country, right, with no electricity and, 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 and pacing uncontrollably, right? I was telling this story yesterday. I was in, we, me and my wife, my bride went on a mission trip with a, with a bunch of other people to Ethiopia, and we're there, and, and we... <laughs> We arrive, and it's super sketchy. Okay, nothing. I'm not speaking poorly of Ethiopia. I'm just saying, in general, the airport is sketchy, okay? So, and, and I mean by sketchy, it's just there's, there's people walking around with AK-47s and camouflage. That's not something I'm used to seeing, right? And so, we land, and it, like I said, super sketchy. We, we go through super sketchy customs where they're telling us, hey, don't let them open your bags because we're taking medical supplies, and they'll take all of it. So, I'm already on, like you know, tense mode, right? And then, and then we get through that. We make it through customs, right? Everything's great, okay? And then they take us outside. It's dark, okay, to super sketchy vans. There's two super, super duper sketchy vans that they're now loading our luggage on top of and then cramming us into, okay? So the whole time I'm just, I'm on, I'm just, it's, it's just pegged out. I'm just, man, what is going on? And so we get to the house, 
or we go, we go eat, we get, we get to our guest house we're staying at, we pull in, we're driving down the road, there's, there's more people with camouflage on, more AK-47s, every concrete fence has glass shards sticking up, right? Every like 14 foot tall concrete fence, and I'm thinking, what in the world have I gotten myself into? And now I've got my wife with me. What are we doing, right? And so I started to get a little anxious. I started to get a little, oh, what am I doing? What are we doing? And we go to bed. So there I'm alone in the dark, right? Laying there, wondering, when am I going to hear the first gunshot? When is, you know, something crazy going to happen? And there's a little bit of light coming in through the window because the metal things aren't shut, right? So I can see a little little light, and then the power goes out. Like, I mean, just pitch black. And I'm up, boop, I'm up, freaking out, packing the bags. We're leaving, let's go. With all the stuff in the bags, I'm, I, I pack my bag, I took it out to the living room, set it down, I sat on a couch, and I was just sitting there going, okay, calm down, calm down, it's okay, we're fine, everything's fine, we're okay, okay. Prayed a little bit, you know, trying to, Try to let that seep in, you know, and sit. And then the power comes back on. TV, poltergeist. And I'm like, out, we're going. So I'm at it again. So now my wife is asleep upstairs somewhere in this house that I'm not familiar with. And so I make my way up the stairs, the spiral staircase. I get to the top of the stairs. There's three rooms. And I'm like, oh, no. I didn't come up here and know what, because they told us no boys upstairs, right? So now I don't know what room my wife's in. So I'm going door to door. Babe, because they're sharing beds, okay? So I don't want to walk into a room and grab a woman that doesn't belong to me. You know what I mean? So I'm like, ooh, babe, hey, Brandy, Brandy, Brandy. Next room. Hey, Brandy, Brandy. Okay, pace more. Okay, it's okay, it's okay. The whole time, she's got earplugs in. I find this out the next morning. So there's no way she was going to wake up. So I go back downstairs again on the couch. Just, I mean, sweating. Now I'm just, I am totally out of control. My mind exposed. I'm alone, you know. I'm trying my best to call on God, right? I'm trying my best to recognize him as my savior in that moment. And I'm losing that battle. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a perfect picture as I was preparing just this, this overwhelming fear and anxiety that we, that we allow ourselves just to become victims to. And slaves to. So what, as I was in my mind preparing, every single person in this room is fearful of something or has been afraid or is dealing with fear on some level. And I want you to, I want you to name it. I want you to write that down this morning. What are you frantically trying to escape? Right? I was frantically trying to escape that living room Ultimately, that city and that country, I was frantically trying to get out. I wanted a way. I just, that's all I wanted. But what are you trying to escape? I'm going to ask you some questions. Maybe if you don't have one written down, maybe this will help. Debt, right? Trying to escape, run out of debt. Your sin, right? Amen. We all struggle with sin, Right? Doubt. No control. I didn't have any control. At, my, at that point in my life, I had no control over anything. What was I going to do? Drive to the airport? I didn't have a car. 
right? I was going to go tap one of the camouflage AK-47 toting dudes and say, hey, how do you get to Bole Airport? Because I don't really know how to get there. No power. I was completely vulnerable, right? In our growing up, in our kids and, and as kids, maybe we're, maybe we're trying to escape the guy or the, the lady that raised us, right? Abuse, neglect. Being alone, trying to escape the idea that I'm alone in this moment. Being known. A lot of you in here don't want to be known. It's just... I mean, I said the extrovert thing, introverts struggle with this, and I'm not picking on any introverts, but, but struggling to be alone or to, not, to, or to be known. That's, that's, that's true for a lot of us in here today. What about when the lights go out? You know, so maybe you go through your day and that's really, you're really fine. But when the lights go out, you're laying there at night, burdened, just... You can't stop thinking about blank. It's chasing you, right? Death. Afraid of dying. Being broke. Not having any money. You're in debt. You don't have any money. All your money's going to debt, right? And some, some of you that are students in here know what being broke is like, right? I know what being broke is like, right? Culturally right now, there's... there's there's a big, big, obviously, turmoil in our society right now, right? There, in, in, the, in the African-American community, do you not think that there's some fear with those brothers, our brothers and sisters, right? In that community, that's a real thing right now. Police officers being shot by radicals just at random, there's some police officers today that are struggling with getting up and going to their job. <clears throat> it breaks my heart. It just breaks my heart. Being robbed, job loss. I can go on and on. I'll keep going on and on. Body image, right? Gaining fat, losing muscle, hands don't fit. About our current president. How about the future president? Anybody in here fearful of what's going to happen with our country in November? Right? Whether, whatever side of the aisle you're on. You feel me? What are you, what are you contending with? What are you trying to escape? I struggle, I struggle currently with a fear just being transparent of, I'm very fearful at night when the light, I'm fine during the day, but when the lights go out, I'm super fearful that something's going to happen to my family. I, I contend with that, right? And so, so the other night, <clears throat> well, actually it was, it was oh, Friday night, we were, uh, me and my bride were watching um, a really spiritual show called Downton Abbey. I don't know if y'all have ever seen it or, or whatever, but um, we were watching that and just, just sitting on the couch. Kids had gone to bed. It was like 10.30 or so, and we're just kind of hanging out, and um, she's on one couch, I'm on the other, and uh, we're, we're sitting there, and I mean, we hear this loud boom, right? Pop! Something. 
And then power goes out. <laughs> Ethiopia, <laughs> you know, version two, right? Power's out. Of course, I'm in America, right? So um, you would think that I would handle that rationally. <laughs> you think I would be like, hey, I'm in my house. Everything's fine. Oh, no, 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 no. I pop up, immediately go into, air conditioner's broke, we're going to die, There's, it's going to get so hot in here, we're not going to be able, my phone's di- I got to charge my phone, we get to go buy fans, we need fans, that's what we need, we need fans, and the whole time my wife's looking at me like, are you serious right now? Like, calm down, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, this is what you didn't see in Ethiopia, right, it was me sh- shashaying, right, just getting... Getting things ready. And so I'm out in the front yard talking to the neighbors, what's going on. I'm in my car with it started, charge the phone, right? I'm like, and, and it took her coming out to the car and saying, so glad that God is allowing you to preach on fear on Sunday. So awesome, you know? And I'm just like, shut up, right? <laughs> so I still struggle with this stuff, you know? I mean, it's real. It's not fake. It's real. And I want you to write it down, Figure it out. Write it down. Marriage failure. Losing children. Right? These are all real fears. Being insignificant. I'm sorry, I'm trying to beat this into you, right? I promise we're going to read the Bible in a minute, but listen to me. You've got to get this before we move on. You've got you've to write something down this morning. Because if it's not clear, we're going to be talking about fear. That's not clear enough to you this morning. That's what we're going to be talking about. And our text is John 6, 16 through 21. So if you want to flip over there, we'll get started. And, and last week, Mason taught us the feeding of the 5,000. Um, it's a great story. We see, we see Jesus do a wondrous miracle uh, that some of you probably maybe struggle with um, and, and, and moved into kind of they physically were trying to crown Jesus. So he's kind of escaping, going away, um, trying to retreat by himself. And so we find ourselves right here with these disciples getting in a boat and, and sailing across to Capernaum, right? And so that's where the, we kind of pick up uh, this week. And so I got to be honest, though. When Luke called me, he said, hey, you know, I'm going to be in Texas. Uh, if you don't know, Luke Thomas is our, our lead pastor. He's in Texas, so that's why I'm here uh, this morning. But he asked me, he said, hey, can you preach on 24th? I was like, sure, whatever. Yeah, great, anytime. And so I go and look at our, look at our, our, our plan, and I see that I get Jesus walks on water. I'm like, Really? It's not even the cool version, right? I mean, Matthew and Mark are like, there's all these details in Matthew and Mark about Peter coming out on the water, and the storm's a little bit more intriguing. But in John, it's just this five-passage kind of, and I'm thinking, wow, like totally not excited about it. But then I started reading it, right? Then I started getting into it. Then I started pulling verses apart and words and, and looking up what things mean, and it's so rich. So this morning, as you read it, read it through that lens. I'm going to kind of try to walk you through it. Um, this morning, but verse 16 starts, it says, when evening came, his disciples went down to the sea, got into a boat, and started across the sea to Capernaum. It was now dark, and Jesus had not yet come to them. Okay, so real quick, so they're, they're in this boat, they're starting across the sea, Jesus isn't there yet, okay? I'm the crappy disciple. I'm the guy in the boat going, where is Jesus? Like, who had tabs on Jesus? Where is, why is he not here yet? Like, where is he? We got stuff to do, right? I'm that guy. I'm like impatient. I'm the guy at the house that goes and gets in the car and starts it, honks the horn. My grandfather was the exact same way. Bye bye. Mary Ellen, hurry up. 
stop, Brad. That's me. Brad, Brad, where is? I've learned not to yell, by the way. Trust me. Learned, if y'all know my Brad, I've learned not to yell. But and I don't honk all the time. So so he so it's a constant battle in my house. You know, it's like and they trickle out. You know, one at a time. And I'm just like, oh, I just want to go. Like I just want to get to Capernaum. You know, like where is Jesus? Where is Brandy? Like let's go. So so that's me. It's where I find myself. In this story, not trusting, no faith, just belligerent, right? Verse 18, the sea became rough because a strong wind was blowing. Okay, so they're in um, this, this little boat, okay? And I, I did some research, looked up. I, I was going to throw some pictures up there, but I thought it'd be distracting, so I did. So, but there's this little boat, and they're in, it's got maybe a little sail on it with some oars, right? Okay, so this wind starts blowing. Well, I started doing some research on the Sea of Capernaum, Okay. And so this thing is, it's, it's about 16 miles long, uh, four miles wide. That's kind of, there's a little discrepancy on its size because it keeps, you know, changing. But that's what we're kind of looking at, okay? So they're, they're rowing, and, and I started asking questions like people that may have visited this place, right? And so <laughs> I, talk, I was talking to another pastor, and he said, you know, I've been there. And he said, it's the craziest thing. He said, we were there, sea was like glass, Right? All you wakeboarders and wake surfers are getting real excited right now, right? This is like super just glassy lake, right, or sea. And then he said about 4 o'clock or so, he said this wind out of nowhere, boom, came up. And he said the only thing he could imagine was like a bathtub. Like it just was sloshing around and going nuts. And I, started, I was thinking, wait a minute. I mean, he said just like took like four minutes. And he said he was a little frightened. Like they weren't even in the water. But he thought, wow, this changed really quickly. And so I started looking up and researching December, like December of 2010, there was a storm there where in the middle of that sea, there were 30 foot waves. Okay. So just to lay some groundwork on what we're dealing with when it just says, because in this text, it just, because a strong wind was blowing. Okay. So they're a little exposed, right? They're out there in the middle of the lake, the sea, I keep saying lake, sea, mostly exposed and a little panicked, I would presume. Okay, not not just just based on the general idea of this storm. Verse 19 says, so when they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the sea and coming near the boat. Okay, so this is in here because there is a little bit of discrepancy on how far out they were. Some believe that Jesus was just kind of tooling on the, the bank on the shore and they were just kind of hugging the shoreline. They had rowed three or four miles, so they were out a ways. They were out a distance. And they see Jesus walking on the sea and coming near the boat. Oh, okay. So now there's a man walking on a 30-foot wave. Let's just go with that. Let's go extreme. Let's say, let's say this is December of 2010, 30-foot wave, and Jesus is walking on that wave. Anybody a little, like, freak them out a little bit? Maybe? Remember, interactive. You raise your hand if you're freaked out, Okay. And, and so immediately I go to, just like when the power goes out in Ethiopia, I go to, I am powerless right now, right? You see a man walking on a wave, creation, you're, you're powerless in creation, right? <clears throat> and Job, and, and, and my favorite, one of my favorite things about preaching, and Job, you don't necessarily have to turn there, um, I'm going to have it on the screen, but Job uh, 9.8, if you want to just make a note of that. I love finding, I love finding Jesus. That's one of the things when you prepare a sermon, but even in your own Bible study, finding Jesus in the Old Testament. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Job 9, 8 says, Who alone stretched out the heavens 
and trampled the waves of the sea. Okay? So this is God saying, I trample the waves of the sea. This is me. And if you read the rest of Job, we don't have time to go into it, but if you read the rest of Job, it's a, it's a great story. But, but walking on top of the waves, Proverbs 34, 30, verse 4, be clear on that, not 34, but 30, verse 4. This one's a little bit longer, but it says, Who has ascended to heaven and come down? Who has gathered the wind in his fist? Who has wrapped up the waters in a garment? Who has gathered the winds in his fist? That's a, that's a pretty powerful creator. He's asking, these, who? Who has wrapped up the wa- waters in a garment? Who has established all the ends of the earth? What is his name? And what is his son's name? Surely you know. Do you know this morning? Do you know who this is talking about? follows verse 19 continues it says it says and they were frightened okay so if you if you read the other two stories we don't have time to get into but if you read the other two kind of versions in Matthew and Mark of this story um it's it's pretty clear it says and they were frightened I want to flip over to Matthew 14 6 if you uh if you want to go there it's not it's not if not it's on the screen Matthew 14 sorry 14 26 and read this kind of out from there it says it says, but when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, it is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. So I, I did a little research because I thought, how scared were they? Right? Like, how, what's that level of fear right now for them? What's the, what's the anxiety level in that boat? Not, not, not counting the storm, just the simple fact that a, a man is walking on a 30-foot wave. Oh, and they think it's a ghost. So now it's a ghost story, okay? So, so now I see something, an apparition. And, and, and in the translation, right, the, the cried out in fear, that to them that was saying death is coming. They thought they were going to die, not because of the waves, maybe necessarily, but because of just seeing Jesus walking on the water. They thought they were going to die. It's pretty scared. You got something yet? Writing anything down? you got to name it. And Jesus said to them in verse 20, he says, It is I, do not be afraid. So when we look at that, it is I, do not be afraid. The Greek translation for that is, it is I am, do not fear. And this is the first time that we see in John, where Jesus d- displays himself as I am. This is the first time he, he plants that flag. He, he raises that banner and says, I am. And those words, those words seem kind of, in, in my mind, I, I read that and I thought, okay, I mean, I get it. God, right? We just sang about it this morning, the great I am, right? I, I, I get that. But why is that so significant? And so if you look in John 18, which we'll get to in a few weeks, as we go, we continue through the verse, uh, through, the, through the book of John. John. John 18, verse 6. Should be on the screen. This is when Judas has brought uh, the, the soldiers to arrest Jesus in the garden. Right? This is when they show up. And it, it's so interesting to me. I had never seen this before. And I don't know why. Right? Just sometimes the Holy Spirit just reveals something to you when you're, when you're, when you're in your Bible study and in your word. And it says, when Jesus said to them... I am he. 
which again is translated just I am, they drew back and fell to the ground. So he spoke these words and these men fell back. So, so imagine you're in this boat and you're, you're totally beside yourself. You don't know what's going on. And now you see a ghost. It's like, what are we going to do? Death is coming. And you hear, I am. Do not fear. Right? Anybody amen in that? Amen. Oh, thank you. I mean, I'm just, I'm just I mean, it's, it's, the words are just so rich and so powerful. I am. Two words. I am. Do not fear. Verse 21 says, this is where it gets, you know, kind of just, we feel like we're skipping a little bit, but verse 21 says, then they were glad to take him into the boat. Sure they were glad to take him in the boat. Would you be glad to take him into the boat? No? Yes? Not? Yes? Yes? I mean, I would be glad to take him in the boat. And immediately the boat was at the land to which they were going. Another kind of like, I'm reading that going, what's going on there? So they just, they're on land now? Like just like that? Thinking, well, so what are we looking at there? What is that? And what's, what's going on right there is, is Jesus in that moment in verse 21. That's why I'm saying this. These five, five verses are so rich. I could spend all day, but I won't, talking about them. This is Jesus, it's displaying Jesus as the God of the Old Testament, right? Taking us from our storm and our sea and our little boat with a crappy sail and, and, and oars, and he immediately has us on land to our safe haven. Psalms 107, uh, starting in verse 23, I want to read this to you because, I mean, man, 23 through 32. This is a rich, rich passage, and I, and I challenge you this week. This is, I mean, we're, we're in John, but spend some time in the Psalm 107, verse 23. I'd love, to, I'd love for you to just to spend a little time just kind of dissecting this, but let's read it. It says, <clears throat> 107, 23, some went down to the sea in ships, doing business on the great waters. They saw the deeds of the Lord, his wondrous works in the deep. Okay, so it's ringing any bells? Last week, right? For he commanded and raised a stormy wind, which lifted up the waves of the sea. They mounted up to heaven. They went down to the depths. Their courage melted away in their evil plight. You don't think these disciples' faith wavered at all? In those moments, that moment out in the sea in that rocky boat? Lost my place. They reeled and staggered like drunken men and were at their wits' end. Is anybody in here today at your wit's end? I know I get there. Just because I'm up here with this mic on my face doesn't mean I'm exempt from it. I find myself lots of times at my wit's end. Nothing to do, nowhere to go, exposed, anxious, frightened, escaping, running, whatever I can in my mind, physically, emotionally, spiritually. Verse 28. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He made the storm be still, and the waves of the sea were hushed. Then they were glad that the waters were quiet, and he brought them to their desired haven. Let them thank the Lord, 
for his steadfast love, for his wondrous works to the children of man. Amen. I want you to name it. So focus on that. If you haven't got something written down yet, do it. Don't be lazy. Do some work this morning. Right? Let this text, let this text speak to you. And then ask yourself, and you've got that by now, surely, hopefully, you've got something written down or typed into your phone. If anybody's playing Pokemon Go right now, by the way, I'm going to take your phone up. Take your phone out. Make a note. And I want you to, after you have that, after you, you know, I got, this is what I'm afraid of right here. Okay, so, so, so I started asking yourself, what are you really afraid of? So you drilled that down, but what are you, what are you really afraid of? Is that what you're really afraid of? Fear begins in the garden in Genesis 3 with us naked and afraid. Right? Exposed, alone, naked and afraid. Fig leaves covering ourselves, hiding from God. Right? Anybody in here hiding from God this morning? Social media makes a really good fig leaf. Really good fig leaf. So does money. So does power. So does control. All these things make great fig leaves to cover us up, right? Disciples in the boat, they were exposed alone without Christ. We see this through the Bible. If you read this book, you'll see countless stories. This isn't a, this isn't a book with, with a lot of happy endings for people. So how are you doing with the idea that you're alone, right? Afraid of being alone without Christ. How are you doing that? How are you doing with that by yourself? You getting into community anywhere? You picking up the phone, calling a friend? Hey, I'm struggling with this. I need somebody to pray with me. Our pastors here are available for that. We have a, we have a good, good, just, just heartfelt, warming group of pastors here that will pray with you. They will love on you. They will invite you to community. And that's not the answer necessarily, just, just you know, get with the pastor, get into community, get into to DNA, getting into how we do life as a church. Because the fear's going to be there today or tomorrow. If it's not there right now, it may be there tonight, maybe there tomorrow. And what is it? You got your list. What is it? What about death? Why are you afraid of dying? If you know where you're going to spend eternity, what are you worried about, Right? Amen. But if you're not sure where you're going to spend eternity, then surely you're afraid of death. Right? So ask yourself, do you know where you're going to spend eternity? Do you know today? A lot of people in the South, this, this idea here in Knoxville, Tennessee, in the Bible Belt, in this state, in this country, right? It's easier to go overseas and preach the gospel to somebody who's never heard of Jesus. But today, when you talk to someone... Right? And they say, well, I'm saved. They think that's the end. Right? I'm saved. That's it. It's over. I'm good. That's not it. That's not it. That's only the beginning. Amen? Come on. It's only the beginning. What about politics? Fearful of the unknown in politics. Listen, Jesus is on his throne. Right? He has been. He will be the end. And I promise, whoever is there is by his sovereign good pleasure. I promise. Fear of losing your kids. My kids were an idol of mine for a very, very long time. But listen, I had to learn. God had to wring it out of my heart 
They're not mine. They're not mine. God loves my children more than I ever could. They're not mine. I deal with it right now. Right? My kid, my kid the other day, super excited. She got to do something she never done before, right? She she rode around in AJ Floyd's Jeep. No doors on his Jeep, right? And I'm like, what are you doing? There's no doors on that Jeep. She goes, Dad, we were buckled in. I'm like, I don't care. Right? Because I'm thinking, you could have fallen out and died. She's like, we were in the parking lot going like four miles an hour. And there was like 38 kids in there. I'm like, so, that's my point. What are you doing? Who let her do that? And my wife, again, my wife, you know, I freak out. I'm scared. Fear of police. Why are we scared of policemen? Right? I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I think it is. I mean, in the, in the broader sense of, of being fearful, it's this illusion of power and authority, right? I hear people talk all the time. Well, they can't tell me that I can't carry a gun. Or they can't, you know, I mean, I, I can do this. I can't. Why are they telling me I can't do this? Listen, it's an illusion of this power that we think we have, right? The authority we struggle with in our own hearts with God, the gospel is the answer. I'm all for protesting. But no matter what we're protesting, the bottom line is we all deserve death. Right? We deserve death. We need to come together. Disease. Revelation tells us there will be no more tears. One day there will be no more tears. He'll wipe away all of our tears. We will be healed completely. There won't be such a thing as cancer. Right? Or poverty. Scared of being being poor. But we, if you're saved, if you're in it today and you're a Christian, you're going to heaven, you have a heavenly kingdom awaiting you. Who cares what you have now? Because I don't want to lose my dreams. I, I got these dreams and these plans. It's like the dreams and the stuff he has for you. There's no comparison. Right? Why are we worried and afraid of this? Afraid of being powerless. That's what it boils down to. We're afraid, we're, we're either afraid of being powerless or we're afraid of being separated from the one who is powerful. Right? And that's the two, that's the two groups of people in here today, saved, unsaved. If you're unsaved, you're, you're, you're scared of, of being powerless and losing that power. But if you know God and you know Jesus and his love, you're scared and you have the fear of being separated from the one that is powerful. So what are you really afraid of? What are you really, truly afraid of? Because at the end of the day, when you look at Genesis 3 in the garden, God comes in, he covers us, right? He removes that janky idol of a fig leaf, and he covers us, and he clothes us with, with fur. He provides a sacrifice for us. Again, showing up in the garden and saying, it is I. I am. Do not be afraid, right? Why are you hiding from me? He sends his son, calms this storm. In this, in this story of John 6, he calms this storm again saying, it is I, I am, do not fear. He's never failed us. Never failed us. Everything that happens to us is for our good and God's glory. Amen? For our good. It's, and I know some of you in here this morning, listen, you've experienced traumatic 
traumatic loss, you've experienced traumatic things that have happened to you, and I, and I understand that. I'm not trying to water that down or rob anything from that from you, but listen, it's for our good and God's glory. Our finite minds can't understand that sometimes. They just can't. But Chris, Chris, God is silent in my fear. God is silent in my suffering, in my pain. I don't hear him, right? I have this conversation with some of you. I have this conversation with my wife. I don't hear God. He's being silent. Well, listen, the cross of Jesus was never silent. Say it again. The cross of Jesus was never silent. He pled for you on that cross, right? Forgive them for they know not what they do. He bled out and he pled. He was never, never silent. Cried out for our adoption. So my question is, what more do we need? I don't want to make it sound simple and, and whatever, but what more do we need? If we continually go back to this and read what he's done for us time and time again, what he's done for each and every one of you, saved or unsaved. You don't believe this right now. You're a skeptic. I understand. But the reality is, it's in here. He died for you. He crushed his son. It pleased him to crush his son for you, for your sin. So what are we really afraid of? I'm not going to stand up here today and ask you to stop being afraid or tell you, don't be afraid. You shouldn't be afraid of that. Stop that. Hey, don't do that. Guys, you're not supposed to be afraid, right? I'm not going to stand up here and do that. You've got to give up the belief that you have the power to not be afraid alone. You need Christ. You need Jesus to come in and invade your heart and wring out the fear. Replace your fear with the presence of God. Replace your fear with I am. He loves you. He wants to do that. We should, if we're, if we're saved here today, if you're, if you're a Christian in here, you should totally be wrapped up and just, just soaked and marinated in the explosive powers of the new affection that he has for you. Right? But we walk around day in, day out, clueless. I do it all the time. I, I don't spend the time I need with God. I don't have my alone time like, you know, like I should. Right? I don't spend the time worshiping and chasing after his relationship. I lose faith. I don't trust. I don't spend time worshiping. In a minute, we're going to worship. They're going to come up here. We're going to sing. Right? And I wonder how many of you are thinking about what's going to be for lunch. I'm serious. Because guess what? I do it too. I find myself going, I don't, I'm good. I don't, I don't need this. Right? I'm okay. I'll worship on my way home in the car. But what am I going to eat? Cadoba or what are we going to have? You know? Shonies? What are we doing today? Today, when, when, when these guys are up here and they're singing, listen, there's nothing weird going on. Right? The Holy Spirit is here today. We're in a school, but he's here. He's in, he's in your heart. He's in your life. He surrounds us. We need to worship him and give him the honor and glory he deserves. Have faith. Trust. What was I really afraid of in Ethiopia? Right? I was afraid of not 
not having that power, that control right over my own life. I felt very, very out of control. And it scared me. So what are you really afraid of today? I want to leave you with this, this last quote. I'm closing up now, but I want to, I want to leave you with this, this last quote that I, uh, or this quote that I, I came across, and I, and I changed it up a little bit because I felt like I could just replace one word with another word make total sense. So I'm going to read this to you, and, I, and I'd love it if you wrote this down. I'm not taking credit for this, and, and, and the only reason I'm not, I didn't, I didn't put the guy's name on here, and I can't remember what his name is, but, but, but the, the quote is, the next time fear comes into the room, the next time fear walks into your room, you say to it, welcome my slave, produce in me the glory of God. The next time fear creeps in, whatever that is, the next time blank creeps in, welcome my slave, producing me the glory of God. Use it. Seek him. Don't cover up. Right? Don't hide in the garden. Seek him. And I want to tell you again, I'll just reiterate, if you need prayer this morning, Right? Kevin and Rebecca would love to pray with you. Sorry, I just put them on the spot. But they're right there. They would love to pray with you. Scott and Cindy are kind of back here to the right in the back. They'd love to pray with you. We're going to take communion as a family. All right, so they're going to worship. That's what you're going to see. You're going to see people going to the back, and that's what's going on. Okay, somebody may tap you on the shoulder and invite you to take communion, and that's okay. Right, if you don't want to, that's fine too. There's no order to it. If you want to be by yourself, you want to get on your knees and pray, that's fine. But communion's available in the back. If you're not a Christian and you're, and, you're, and, you're, and you're wanting today to place your hope in Jesus, I ask that you would do that. With, just grab someone and let's, let's talk. But don't leave here today without naming that fear. Don't leave here today without these verses this week, letting these verses minister to your heart. Don't leave here today without that being the case. Don't walk out of here today without talking to someone about Jesus, about your fear. Don't leave here today. All right? Let's stand and I'll pray. We're going to worship. God, thank you. Thank you, God, so much for your word. God, thank you for your, God, for your father heart. God, as you, as you wreck and ring at our hearts today, God, for your, for your son and we see your glory and majesty displayed God in your word and now in song and in communion God and the things we do here God it's not about being in this place God we could be with you anywhere all it takes to meet with you is us and so God I ask that we believe that today I ask that as we sing and worship you and we cry out, God, as these disciples did, as we cry out, God, that we are filled with the presence of the I am, God, that we know without you we are powerless. And God, I just ask that you would come, God, and wreck and wring out our hearts for your son, God, for your gospel, for your glory, God, for our good and your glory. God, it's going to cost us a ton. But God, it costs you everything. And we just ask God, that you would come this morning and be with us. Come this morning. I pray that you would invade the hearts of the people that are here, God, that they wouldn't stand motionless 
in front of your cross, God, that they would bow their heads, they would raise their hands, and they would sing a word to you, God, that they would would lift up their voices, God, and praise you, God, just like you deserve the great I am. God, I just ask you this morning to open hearts. It's your name we pray. Amen.